0: I'm Kevin, and welcome to my podcast, Finding My Freedom, where I talk about my life and how I became a musician, and, and the issues that led me up to quitting, and the issues that led me to starting back up again. <laughs> I'm making this podcast for healing. This has been a wonderful tool for me to use to sort of get back into review mode and heal, basically. So I just thought maybe if anybody else resonates with any of this and uh, they feel like reaching out, feel free. I'll leave an email in my uh, description. So yeah, now we're getting down to it. Getting down to the nitty-gritty here. <laughs> Almost getting to the fun stuff, right? <laughs> so where we were last time was um, I had Alabama, I believe. I was, had just talked about moving down to Alabama and reconnecting with a former friend, I guess you would say. Because we didn't really date But we hung out for a summer Back in the early 90's Mid 90's And uh, Yeah so I uh Had quit The pills for about 90 days And I was looking for work And she said come on down And see if you can find some work I know a guy And uh, he'll probably be able to put you to work I said cool so that's what I did. I loaded up my truck and it was it January of 2013? I headed down there and um, got an interview the next day. I was there for like a 24 hours and I had got an interview with an electrical company. And um, they called me back in February, beginning, very first week of February, and I started working for them guys. And I had a couple weeks in between. Um, before I started working and, and uh, we we'll just call her Jane she um, was really nice and we had a really great time reconnecting and she had a son and a daughter and we had thought that possibly that the daughter might actually have been mine so uh, we had talked about that a little bit like about some of the things that were going on with that But it turns out that that wasn't the case Uh, We did do a DNA test and it came back negative It's just weird Synchronicities that kind of made you think You know So Like number one There's health things Um, I think I said that before Like having astigmatism Which I know a lot of people have But on Jane's side of the family There was none of that her dad's side of the family there was none of that but there was on my side so her daughter we'll just call her Sarah was uh very sweet we we got along really well um and as I was living there Jane was like more and more convinced every day that I was her dad so Sarah would laugh at my jokes which nobody ever did and she would things that other people just wouldn't get, and I just thought that was kind of crazy. Now, it it was like a, a, in a family kind of way, you know, like a father-daughter kind of way. It was very, very interesting, but we took it for what it was. I mean, she had her dad, and um, I was uh, Kevin just trying to be, making sure that everybody was safe and uh, not trying to be too pushy about things and see how that went. But me and Jane, we uh, we spent some time during that, that few weeks and got to know each other again and got along pretty well for a while there. And, uh, yeah, so uh, we, um, we thought there was a lot of, uh, synchronicities with um how this whole thing worked out not like saying oh you know like how people do now like with oh well this is a synchronicity and that is we just thought it was like oh wow it's pretty crazy that 20 years later you know we uh struck up a friendship again and we're at the place where we were at but I did notice when I quit the pills and was like the first time that i like had been really super honest with myself in a long time and i looked in the mirror and i said dude you just gotta stop you got to quit or you're gonna die you know and and so when i was going through the process of uh uh, detoxing i met a couple interesting people that i look back on now and go those were definitely synchronicities you I met, uh, said he was working in Ypsilanti and on his way home and hadn't been to a meeting in a while, a few, few months, he said, and he'd been sober for 20 years and I stopped at that one meeting and I met him and, uh, he was living in the same county I was in and doing the same kind of work and, uh, so we struck up a friendship, which I thought was kind of crazy. And the fact that I had met up with uh, the old singer, you know, I thought was pretty synchronistic too, so there was things that were were starting to have me sort of take notice and go, wait wait a minute, you know, this is kind of, I just called them coincidences at the time, but it definitely struck me as like, wait, something might be going on here. There was one thing that happened when I was in Alabama that i was pretty floored by. It. I had just told Jane that um, we needed tires for the car. Like, just told her, like, and it wasn't even 24 hours later. I was at the gas station, the local gas station, and some dude, like, um, in a big truck stopped and was like, I have no money for gas and I need to sell these tires. <laughs> I thought what? I was just talking about that, you know? And uh, they weren't, I mean, they were just used, you know, like, but it was, it was like that spelled out in front of me. Now that I think about it, that it is pretty crazy. But at the time, I just thought, wow, that is a crazy coincidence that that, that would happen. For, for the first couple months there and um, got married like within three months we were married it seemed awful fast but in some ways it wasn't because I mean we had known I wouldn't say known each other but kind of I mean it was just a very different circumstance than your typical like meet somebody and uh, you know meet somebody and get married that fast, but we did. Now I'm going to give full disclosure on this whole situation in my life. I've not made the wisest choices in some things, and in some things I've have. You know, it's just the way it is. So, my first marriage, we split up in um, 2004 things were so bad that, like, I went back to Michigan, and we never got divorced, but I had not been around her, I had not talked to her, I had not done any of that stuff, and, you know, to me, to me, we were done, I mean, I had not even spoke to her since 2004, so, this was 2013, so you're talking about, you know, 90 legally we never got divorced so i got married again and uh the marriage ended up not counting because i was still technically married but the thing is though is like i don't go by what everybody always says well you know you legally you do this and legally you need to do that my feeling was i was done with it and i had been done with it for years and years and i didn't give a crap about what the law said or didn't say that wasn't in my heart and we were done for a long time and i was done with it that was that because i was completely sober when that happened and i didn't think twice about it you know we were done it'd been over for over 10 years or almost 10 years and uh, that was it Well, obviously other people don't think that way, (laughs) so it turned out to be a pretty big mess. Somehow my ex had found out that I had gotten remarried, and she texted my new wife and was like, we're still married, and da-da-da-da-da, you know, and so I get a text from Jane stating that, you know, are you, why are you still married, and this, and I'm like, dude, we're like, we're not still married, it's been 10 years, you know, like, I haven't even talked to her since 2004, I don't know what the heck's going on, you know what I mean, and, uh, so, that was like the first non-trust issue that she had with me, which I thought was weird, because it was like, it was almost like being accused of cheating or something, but it wasn't, it wasn't even like that at all but I was still married and I got married again and so um, me and Jane stayed together but you know I got hell for it for a long time which is understandable I, 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 I deserve it you know through the pro- whole process I ended up getting the, the divorce finalized and my first wife was still resistant about it which I thought was just weird it's like dude we haven't even talked in like 10 years what is your problem, you know what I mean but finally we got the paperwork straightened out and even the clerk in Alabama was like, I don't know what her problem is man, but she's just been trying to give me the runaround for the whole thing so anyway, we got the paperwork signed and it was all done deal now, since it didn't count it was still like in the paperwork thing it was just a big mess so um, we never me and Jane never actually reset our valves or anything and uh, so we just kind of just left it the way it was and got on with our lives you know it's one thing if you do things to intentionally hurt anybody but I really didn't I didn't think nothing of it and you know but she thought it was like the worst One of the worst things in the world You know It's like, And I think it might, Maybe it was a religious thing or something But in some ways That made me even more You know like Resistant against it Because it's like well you know Whatever I feel in my heart is That's that And that's final for me You know that's it I don't care about what some paperwork says Or any of that crap It's not in my heart then it's not you know but that's not the way the world works you know there's just uh, the logistics and uh, you know people really believe in that stuff and that's fine with me so while all this was going on though I was working steady um, learning I had started started out uh, as a helper at 40 years old were really great. I, um, made friends really fast, um, mainly because, you know, I was just a really hard worker. One of the, uh, one of my bosses was like, dude, you work like a mule. <laughs> so, so some of the guys spent time teaching me stuff and, um, when it came to that, and I ended up working for that company for five years and, um, uh, moved up the ladder. I guess you could call it that. I mean, I just got more and more responsibility put on me. And I remember one of the guys that had been working there for a long time, like six, seven years. And mind you, most of the guys that worked at this place had been there for a very long time, more than five years. He said, don't expect a raise anytime soon. He said, they don't give raises out. No don't matter what you do, no matter how you do it, it's just not going to happen. I thought, Okay no problem I'm not worried about any of that right now at this point I just want to work and I'm trying to get over this other stuff you know and uh I had two raises within three months (laughs) so obviously you know it's your attitude that, that tells a whole lot about things you know so we really did not get along after all that stuff happened and which I don't I'm Completely don't blame her. I mean, that was my bad, you know. But we stayed together from 2013 to 2017, and um, before I came down, she had bought a little, a little mobile home, and um, I, on the weekends, i worked on it and worked on it and fixed it and um, fixed it up a little bit on the inside, and uh, we would that would have been that was like our fun thing to do is go to flea markets and stuff and pick things out and try to find deals on this and, and stuff for the house you know so I had put a lot of time and effort into this place and um, 2016 we were able to buy a piece of property uh, one acre on a mountain about 20 minutes outside of where we were living at the time 'Cause we had the trailer parked in a in a lot and renting from a guy. Pretty interesting guy. He was like seventy five years old and had a thirty five year old wife and he had twin boys that were seven. <laughs> I thought, wow, that's pretty crazy. But he's a really cool dude. Just really cool. He's one of those old school Alabama guys, you know. Yeah. very unique character really really cool to sit down and listen to him talk for a little bit it's it's a really good experience <laughs> so anyway we moved to this property there was nothing on it I um had built a little shed put a little shed on there and ran all the electrical myself um put the pole in and all that stuff and we paid somebody to move it and so we had it one acre and this trailer it was older the outside, it looked really bad, but on the inside, it was like a house, you know. So, the way I justified it was, you know, I don't care what it looked like on the outside. It keeps the bad people away, you know what I mean? Like they look at it and be like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. You probably got nothing anyway. <laughs> but when you walk in the in the house, where well, the areas that you lived in, it wasn't like that. It was all finished. I put drywall up, took everything out from the tin back, and uh, re-insulated it did everything. Put half inch drywall in it, had two by four walls, so I put house doors, house windows, the whole works. time about anything and um, you know obviously I didn't want to make it look like a junkyard or anything like that but you know uh, it was just uh, it was great I, I just really liked it whenever I went home I didn't leave the house you know like um, i make sure to get everything I needed on the way home so I didn't have to go anywhere unless I absolutely had to and so We weren't getting along even worse. Over the five years, it just escalated. It was just like we were fighting all the time, you know. But I felt like I had put so much time and effort into this that I wasn't just going to. So in May of 2017, she uh, split, which I was not sad about one bit. I could have cared less, to be honest with you. Fact, I was pretty happy about it, and I was not interested in even thinking about getting into a relationship with anybody or anything. I just wanted to be left alone, just leave me the heck alone. I'm just gonna go to work and do my thing. And there were some good things that happened, though. I mean, within the time period that uh, we were together, I supported her and really, really, really her to get her GED, and she did, and she got a better job. And the job that she had sent her up north for a couple months, and she met some dude up there, and that was basically what happened, you know. And um, so she just moved up there, which I, that's what you want to do. Go right ahead, you know. Like I said, I was not even not even the least bit sad about it, <laughs> to be honest with you. So she was up north working, and I was home, and, um, my nephew wanted a guitar, he was going to be 13, I think, and, uh, this was in April, he said, I want to get, I want a guitar, and I said, alright, I'll, uh, see what I can do, and they had this, these Squire Strats and Tellys, they're really cheap, they're 200 bucks, and I mean inexpensive, I don't mean cheap, and, um, I thought, well, I'll give it a try, and see what they, see what they do, and I, set it up for him, and I hadn't played and you know, I hadn't even touched a guitar hardly in five years, you know, so I set it up for him, and uh, while I was setting it up for him, something amazing happened, man, like, I had gotten that feeling back, like, when I was a teenager, when I was playing it, it was, it was an incredible feeling of, like, just wonder in amazement and amazement how much fun it was and that feeling of fullness inside and it was just this beautiful thing you know and I couldn't believe it I could not believe it actually came back it actually did come back the only problem was I hadn't played it played in 10 years you know and I hadn't even touched a guitar hardly in five so what my brain wanted to do and what my fingers wanted to do were two totally different things <laughs> But that was the beginning of getting that fire back, of getting that, uh, you know. It it took two more years of, like, uh, I didn't play every day still, you know. I mean, it it was there, but it wasn't, like, I felt like I had to practice every day or anything like that. It was just, I was just grateful that, like, it came back, you know. And, uh, so... A little, bit at, a little bit at a time. I started playing a little bit more. And it really felt great. And I was so grateful for it. You know, But like I said, it was just the beginning. Very first, very little baby, first baby step for me to get back to it. But also, during this time, this five years I was in Alabama, I had insurance and all that, all the stuff that you have when you're just a stable, normal nine-to-five kind of person, you know, and I've never really been that, so it was kind of different for me, you know, I will have to admit. Now, with all this work, my nerve problems and back problems and all that stuff were was coming up pretty serious, so uh, I went to the doctor and um, over this five-year period, we ramped up a steady diet of... Uh, non-narcotic nerve medications like Gabapentin and Lyrica and flexorol and all this other stuff. And in my mind, as long as it wasn't narcotic, then it was fine. But I was wrong about that. I can tell you that much. By the end of the five-year period, I was on the maximum amount of Gabapentin you could be on. I was on Lyrica sometimes and taking flexorol all the time. Tremadol. And at the time, Tremadol wasn't, uh, was considered non-narcotic, and then the last couple of years I was taking it, it swapped back, so I just justified it as it was considered non-narcotic before, so that's, that's the way it is. So I was taking so much of this stuff that I was basically just a walking bag of bones. I was miserable. I hated my life. I hated people around me. I hated being around whatever I was doing. I just didn't want to breathe, you know, I mean, it was horrible, so when I said that, you know, it still took a couple years after I first started playing to ramp things up, and that was the main reason why, is because the the medications, man, they, they were affecting me in ways that I didn't realize until I started playing again and started seeing things, you know, so anyway, this was a couple of years of me being single and, and tinkering around, i started modding guitars a lot more than before i started really taking interest in that so i was buying cheap guitars and seeing what i could do to fix them up and uh, having some fun with that and then that november 2018 i built my first parts guitar on my own and that was a pretty magical experience too we'll talk about that a little bit more next time so in July of 2018 i had lost my job I was pretty much sick of it and uh, I think they were pretty much sick of me and so we parted ways and I started with a different electrical company in October and worked for them from October to March and then I built my parts guitar in there in between there and then that came to a head in March and then I couldn't find work and it was because of just weird things. Like I, it, it was almost like the universe was putting a stop to it, you know, because I was missing messages for no reason, and people weren't clicking with me right, and it was just a weird thing. So I ended up getting temp work for a little while. Now, while I was building that guitar, I had filmed just a little, few little things, and it wasn't, like, filmed, like I say it like that. It was just, like, I took my phone out, and I just recorded a couple things, and I had no idea if I was going to do anything with it or if it was even going to be good enough, but I had to do that, you know. So it was the end of April of 2019, and I was on my lunch break, working second shift through a temp service, doing some miserable job somewhere, and I was looking at the moon and I was thinking, you know, I cannot do this anymore, you know, I just can't, it's, this is it. But I made that promise to myself, and there's no way that I was going to go back and and try to take my life or anything like that, but you know, something clicked, something said, hey, you know, you don't have to worry about that, because, you know, if you don't care about living that much, then why don't you just try to get your old life back, and if it kills you on the way, then it kills you on the way, it ain't that big of a deal, right? And I thought, you know what, at least i die trying, you know? (laughs) So that was sort of the the beginning of this whole new journey. It was like I was just fed up, and I was not going to live like that anymore. And I had no idea. I still have no idea what's going to happen or how things are going to go. But, but that night, I was serious as a heart attack, and the universe took me up on it and said, All right, dude, if this is what you want, then we're going to do it next day, I started getting ideas, things started happening, I started, I mean, it was just like that fast, you know, now, now, just getting the ideas is one thing, and then implementing them is another, and then manifesting things is another, but, at least there was a spark of something back, and I started practicing every day, you know, I started thinking about that route, and, and what I wanted to do was try to make videos, um, fixing modern guitars, and uh, so that was the starting point of it, but that was just the starting point, there's so much crazy stuff that has happened in the last three years, twenty half years, almost three years, it'll be three years in April, that I'm really excited to actually get to start talking. Satisfaction and a lot of, like, waking up proud of myself for being able to uh, crawl out of that hole, you know. So, yeah, I'm excited to uh, start this next episode. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I also think that this is probably going to be the place where we end it this time. Once again... Like to thank you all for uh, spending time here and hanging out and um, if you want to reach out feel free to write me an email or reach out to my social media have a great day